Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Brand sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Brand sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. <laughs> You look disturbed, Wayne. We, uh, this isn't what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, who's on the line? Sorry. Oh uh, well, I'm I'm a singer songwriter based in uh, America, and can I sing you a song to say uh, hello? Sh- sh- sure. Well, why not? Okay, so. <laughs> I think we might have told the wrong person. Up, but yeah, yeah, cool. Go. <laughs> this has never happened before. Well, I'm bumping in this JCB. I'm five years old and my dad's a giant sitting beside me. And the engine rattles my bum like berserk. While we're singing, don't forget your shovel if you want to go to work. And my dad's probably had a bloody hard day. But he's being good, fine, and bubbling and joking away. And the procession of cars stuck behind. They're getting all impatient and angry, but we don't mind. And we're holding up the bypass. Whoa. Me and my dad having a top laugh. Whoa. And I'm sitting on the toolbox, whoa, and I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss, so glad I'm not in school, I said I'm Luke on five and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke on five and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke on five and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke on five and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round and we're holding up the bypass. Me and my dad having a top life. And I'm sitting on the toolbox. And I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss. So glad I'm not in school. 
said only confide with my dad's birthday. Lies me round in his JCB. Only confide with my dad's birthday. Kiss me round in his JCB. Oh. Hey, there you go. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists. Each week we have different sections on the podcast, that is what we do. We have different sections, we make this entertaining. We have our first section which is the head-to-head meeting. Head-to-head! Neil Wayne and I, we bring a song uh, that has been sent to us via email. It could have been sent last week, weeks ago, months ago, sometimes months ago. And then we talk about them and, yeah. Analyse them. Analyse them. And then at the end, our special guest will decide which is his favourite song. And who is our special guest this week? Our special guest I will introduce in a minute. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Then we'll move on to our hidden masterpiece. (laughs) Hidden masterpiece! The hidden hidden masterpiece is a piece of music that is by a famous artist, but is a lesser-known piece of work, so maybe a B-side or a album track. Our special guest, Luke Concannon, is bringing that this week. And also we move on to our next section, which is the... Forgotten Classic. The Forgotten Classic is a banger from back in the day. An absolute banger. Everybody remembers, but you don't hear anymore on the radio. Fantastic piece of music that you just don't hear. For example, Enigma with their song with that American Indian. Remember that one? Ay, 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 ay. Return the... to Innocence. There you go. That one is a forgotten classic, in my opinion. Anyway, Probably, so yeah. yeah, that will be also be ruled by our special guest host, Luke Concannon. Then we'll move on to the Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge Mode Go! Each week, we are challenged to bring a genre, a piece of music from a genre. Neil was challenged with grunge by guest uh, Bethany Rose, was it? Hardly yeah. a challenge for me, really. So, yeah, he's brought, uh, brought some grunge, and we'll find out about that later. Then we have our artist spotlight, which is all about our artist, and our artist this week is Luke Concannon. Hello, Luke, how are you? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. I am excited, and <laughs> I'm actually really, I'm, I'm really thrilled to hear some proper West Midland accents. I know I've not got a proper West Midland <laughs> accent because I'm from, I'm from Royal. Royal Levington Spa. You sound it's quite nice posh. I'm based... I, know, I, know, I know, but uh, but yeah. Um, but I live in Boston now, so that is a long way away. And so it's nice to yeah, it's 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 good to be on the show. And I am um, I'm really feeling this thing about shining a light on lesser known art because there's so much good stuff. And there is. Um, I was yeah, I was really enjoying some of the stuff you sent me for this week. Cool. It would be. It would be... Can't wait to see see what you have to say about them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we have with us as always in the studio. We have Wayne. Hello, Wayne. I'm how not, are, how are you? I'm not crying. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a bit of a fan of um, of Luke's work, aren't you? I am, mate. Yes, I am. <laughs> so yes, and also we have Neil. Yes, Neil. yes. I um, I couldn't make it last week for various reasons, but uh, I have returned. He has returned. And I'm here so, to stay. Cool. So, yeah, there we go then. We've introduced the show. We've introduced the, the peoples. So we'll move on to our... Oh, no, we'll move on to the news section. News, 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 news. What yeah, news, news have we got? This is the YHK 
Whiskey from a distillery. That's good news. That's good news. Pass me the whiskey, someone. <laughs> can you sense? Can you send some of that over? We've only got six centilitres. Do you not get good? <laughs> do you not get good whiskey? Do you know? I bet you don't get very much whiskey in. Um, it's all it's all bourbon, isn't it, in America? Do you know what? I had some rye whiskey. That's actually pretty good. I tried. They, to, it was a pig. We saw pig or something like that, and it was really nice. They're getting into it now, you know. Like you know how American beer used to be really, really bad. Yeah. At, like Coors Light and all that, and now you know, with all the microbreweries and that, they they're getting. Really they're doing the same with whiskey. I'm a bit of a craft beer enthusiast, and uh, yeah, there seems to be a lot of American breweries springing up now. In fact, you've even got a Trappist brewery in America now. The Monks? Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a monastery in Chicago, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's officially a Trappi- Bruce Trappist beer. All right, who knew? Cool. Nice. So, yes, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a, you know, I'll go say thank you to the Aran Whiskey Distillery in Scotland for sending this, this whiskey. It's uh, a 10 year old, non chill filled natural colour bottled at 46% whiskey I am reading from the card that's what I'm doing nice it's uh, it says got the no I'm just going to try it I'm just going to try it while Rich tries it you can find more about the Aaron Whiskey Distillery at www.aaronwhiskey.com and at the handle at Aaron Whiskey they are from or oh, this is distilled Scotland. yeah this is distilled and manufactured at Locaranza so yes thank you Aaron or Aaron but yeah, go on then. So g- g- it's, give me the it's, it's, give me the it's right. quite smooth it's very smooth very full bodied very, very, very it's, uh, smooth, I'm yeah. getting those citrus notes Citrus notes, they promised. Citrus notes, they promised. A bit of, a bit of licorice Ooh, yeah. in there. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, I've got the licorice. Yeah. So, if anybody else wants to send whiskey, feel free. I love getting pissed on the podcast. <laughs> I don't. I don't like getting pissed on the podcast. I haven't got to edit this one, so I don't care. <laughs> they just re edited my edit. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, so thank you to the Aaron Distillery. Have you it's, got any more news? It's a gorgeous bottle as well. It is a nice it? bottle, it yeah. Is. We have. We went, to, we went to a gig last week, didn't we? Yes, we did. We were invited to the EP launch of Titans of doom you may uh, you may remember them from a couple of shows ago uh, with their, their, their song extra extra i happen to know at least one of the band personally and um yeah we we, we, we had a great time at the gig weren't we what was, what was that song they finished with that you bummed off Wayne? it's sleep now in the fire oh, by yeah, red yeah. Guns machine yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. cover of that yeah so that was a good time well is uh we're going to play the chat that we had with these guys now have a listen to this and uh see you after that uh, right so we're at the actress and bishop uh, we're here for the Titans of Doom launch of their EP Versus. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Brilliant. And the Titans of Doom are? Coisonous. Rusty Nails. And Lockheed. Very good. So uh, tell us all about yourselves, guys. How did you start? Where, where did it all come from and all the rest of it? Uh, so in set, I don't know, I suppose the style of the music, there's kind of three sort of broad elements with us. There's the hip-hop comes from the MC, the drum and bass comes from me, that's kind of my uh, niche of music. And then we've got Lucky with the sort of metal. I think all three of us probably have a common strand running of probably sort of new metal, uh, although it's a bit of a dirty word sometimes. It's kind of, uh, I think it's what we are all uh, all grew up on. And I, I think that kind of comes through in, 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 in the music club. There's fucking nothing wrong with new metal. Who's <laughs> <laughs> in the car on the way here? And we're trying to, but you know, you, you, can, you compare amongst other bands, don't you? And the amount of bands we came out with, we had Pendulum, Prodigy, we had the uh, Corn, 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 Corn Machine, Slipknot, uh, yeah. yeah, Koshin, yeah. <laughs> loads, yeah. loads of people. Especially, so, yeah, especially on um, Prometheus and on. Uh, Come to me in a second. I know it will. 
on the new on the new EP on the new EP at, at the mercy to oh. kill trade kill trade, kill trade yeah. um, I was picking up some early Slipknot some really early Slipknot in the background um, that you're putting in with um, yeah I mean Slipknot are a massive influence to be fair we don't sound like Slipknot we don't scream or anything but yeah they are. I think they're a huge influence on all three of us to be honest that we've all kind of grown yeah, up with and uh, yeah it's of that era that maybe not necessarily new metal for them but it's mm. of that new metal era isn't it yeah, so, yeah. it's all of in the background it's the it's the you know I, the, the thing that popped into my head was, um, you know, the bit in uh, the whole. I think the whole thing is sick. It's something in the, yeah. the, the the cadence of the way it's done in in those songs. Uh, but yeah, it comes across really. It's a cracking EP, but it's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're, we're really pleased. It's our third third EP in three years. We've been together since 2017. We did Revolution in 2017, Chrysalis in 2018, and uh, Versus now in 2019. And uh, kind of we're flying through them really. We wrote sort of quite quite quickly um, and yes we're really pleased with this one it kind of flows from start to finish we've got little samples kind of punctuating each of the tracks and uh, building them up and yeah just like we're really happy with it yeah I yeah, um, picked up on the I listened to all three of the EPs you can see the progression and the growth of, of the yeah. band and the way that you're recording as well because your voice changes uh, Coisin- uh, Coisinous is it? Coisinous <laughs> um, all the way through you know from the first EP the way it's recorded to the last EP, you know, you can see where evolution. Uh, evolution. Evolution, yeah. And I had a point, and it's gone. This is always the <laughs> way. I think one of the things we've we've got better writing though, because the first EP we just like threw everything that and just like bang something out really just to get something done. Um, but on the second and third, we're kind of finding our spaces a little bit more. So the bass will sit really heavy and really low, and the guitar will sit at the kind of higher end and sort of on the on the frequency, like the, the EQ sort of spectrum. We're finding little pockets where every, everything lives, and that's why the productions are, sound a lot better now as, as they go on. I was talking to Coisinus earlier and I sort of compared to you guys to um, a sort of new metal punk band in, in yeah. your in your ethos, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. way you're talking about... Uh, I was going to use that word, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been drinking, so I'm quicker on the draw. And I'm holding the mic, that's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely like a punk band, because like, the whole spirit of punk was do it yourself, fuck the labels, fucking don't worry about anyone else giving it to you, just kind of crack on. You know, we, we write everything ourselves we record at Mother's in Digbeth but we record the vocals and the guitar up there and that's it how is Mother's nowadays Mother's is fucking flying these yeah. days to be fair it's a long it's a long way since Taft was sat in like a, a boat just like <laughs> with a fucking crate the first time I went to Mother's when I was about 16 so only about three years ago or so exactly yeah, obviously yeah. Um, I walked in and Taft was sat in this canoe with uh, a like, fucking canoe he was, sat, he was sat in a canoe with like cans of Carlin just kind of Dotted around him everywhere, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" No. So, so my experience in Mother's was: we went in, we were in this really damp. This should not be a rehearsal room. <laughs> the power went off twice, and the second time he came in with a uh, wrench and a can of super tenants <laughs> and just beat the uh, the power till it. Oh, with vans. Yeah, yeah, with vans. We have to the green Right, so we've had to change location because the security guard just bashed uh, Bash Lockie's back in. <laughs> exactly, so, yeah. If I'm less energetic on stage, then I'll be <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we just had his, his back caved in, and we've actually found the green room. Who knew? Hey. 
actually, she's a bit she forgot a green room with the leather chairs and everything. So she's a bit more civilised up here now. So, wait, wait, we were talking about this room has seen so mother. much sex. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not. We were, Definitely we has. About, yeah, but, but stale sex. Only <laughs> stale sex. Yeah. Um, which wow. you're a connoisseur. What is stale sex? I'm confused. Well, it's not very fresh. It's not, <laughs> it's not just happened. It's, it's been many. It's been she many, hasn't many had a wash. Months wow. after the, the car booted. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation took a turn. Sorry. Yeah, we were talking about mothers and the pet and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, we were saying like, oh, yeah, so bring it back round, fucking old boys. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, so punk band lot because to so, say apart from recording the guitar and the vocals at mothers yeah. because we don't have anywhere to do it ourselves. Yeah. Um, everything else is done by us. We kind of. We wrote, we we all uh, arrange the tracks, we um, mix them, we master them. Um, they always go, can you turn the guitar up a bit more? Can you turn the vocals up a bit more? That's like basically what happens every time I send a new track over. But it works to be fair. Kind of, we just send stuff around each other, um, and you know, we just end up with something that we like. And as it, it is a punk sort of sort yeah. of ethos, just you know, do do it yourselves. And it seems to be working so far. To be fair, I found that um, you've got with punk. Generally, when you take it back to its roots and what it's become, it's very serious. But when I looked at the EP, I'm not sure about the the song so much because I, I haven't really took much notice of the lyrics. Sorry, I, I shall. But um, <laughs> your EPK has elements of comedy in it. Um, it's like I've done the comedy circuit a few times, and it's like that, when that you surprises me. when you mention the, <laughs> when you mention like. Uh, Oh, you know they're probably not going to like me because I'm brown and because of this and because that and the other. And it's something that typically comes up in comedy. So, and I thought that was good because you know with, with punk it can get a bit stale and a bit, a bit too serious. But the fact that you're adding a bit of comedy in there, mate, not what that, it's lightening it up the, the right way to say it. It's you don't want to lighten yeah. up punk, do you? Because you've got a serious message. But making it accessible. Making it, yeah. Would you say you use comedy there, in there your is, music? I think, I think with the kind of things that we we talk about, the kind of lyrics that I, that I write and the kind of topics that we're going to cover, it's very easy to go down a very, very dark hole every single time. And I was speaking to... Oh, that bass, man. Um, <laughs> I was speaking to... Uh, yeah, no, it will. Um, it's not one can shut the door again. It's coming through the floor. I was speaking to um, a friend of ours who's come tonight, actually. Um, was it the chap who was half come with her speaking to you? Uh, no, 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 just a, a friend of ours, actually, a, a mutual friend. That we know. So that's Kurt, the only uh, person I've seen speaking to. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to him, he's a nice chap. Um, but, yeah, we were just talking about... Um, having a level of irony within what what we speak about because um, it does make it accessible. People, I think, take on a certain level of, uh, uh, well, an idea if there's a bit of humour behind it because at the end of the day, if you just slice a bit of humour into something, not necessarily that I'm going to write a stand-up routine, but there's certain things that you say that most people don't really want to hear until they hear them. They're thinking, okay, actually, he said it in a weird way or he said it in a funny way, an ironic way. But there is something behind this. That's absolute truth. On, on yeah. the EPK, when we're talking about, like, um, you're not going to lock our band because our lead singer's brown and got a beard, there are some people that genuinely won't lock our band because our singer's <laughs> our vocalist yeah. has got brown and got a beard. You did really well. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. you know, and, and there, there, thank there you. is kind of seriousness to that, that, that racism is kind of quite prevalent. And, you know, one of the tracks on, 
on the new EP, March of the Ignorant. He's sort of about the EDL and, and those sort of people, and, you know. You know, so that it tackles those things, but it does it in a way that well, I don't know. What does it do? Yeah, ironic sort of parody yeah. almost kind well, of way. It's just shining a light on those yeah. people, and uh, you know, because ultimately for me, what what that track represents is just a group of individuals that are so needy for attention. They have no le- level of love for themselves that they project so much hate on a person of another race, another creed, another religion, or whatever it is. And ironically enough, I was like, okay, well, they're always complaining about no one shining a light on me. I'm going to shine a light on you then, and let's talk about the things that you do. And if you listen to the track, what it's actually talking about is people who do post these racist memes, who do have, you know, St. George flags in their little avatars. And unfortunately, I'm sorry, anyone listening, if you do, and you're not a racist, I apologise to you, but you go on Twitter nowadays, it's like it's like a brand. You know, you're going to find racist tweets with somebody who has that kind of branding. And these people do that so let's shine a light on them let's see what they're actually thinking they're not thinking much they don't have much to think with well um, and the, the video for original thought as well the irony of the video itself mm. kind of the song's theme much way early on you know uh, 2017 was yeah, around people don't have original thoughts in social media so they can't form their own opinions anymore it's always just kind of share this share someone else's opinion follow you know sheep that kind of theme yet the video that we've shot is all in selfie mode so that's the kind of irony coming back in the music yeah the theme can be quite dark and quite kind of we touch on a lot of those kind of themes and and things throughout our music but we can still have a little bit of a a, a tongue-in-cheek kind of comedy thing about it so yeah I think we've evolved quite a lot how do you get past the barrier of um what's the word it's not language uh, because your music it's very it's very you know it's Powerful, very strong. It's it's all and very fast. Like you, you MC and be very fast. And you've got a message that needs to be heard. But the thing is, unless you already know the lyrics, a lot of times you're going to miss the message. You might catch the odd word. How do you get past that barrier of getting your message across? If you like, making sure people understand what you're putting across. I think on, on the new EP, that's what some of the little sort of segments before each track are like. It kind of gives you a little. This is what this is about. So you got a lot of mainstream media. You got Owen Jones sort of. Uh, talking about the mainstream media before Extra Extra comes in so it's very clear what he's talking about and then um, March of the Ignorant we've literally got an EDL fella talking about Muslimic law because he's a fucking idiot what Islamic um, if you like yeah, if, if you like the actual word um, and then before Kill Trade we've got a newsreader kind of interviewing Lethal Bizzle about uh, gun crime and drill videos and stuff so that kind of we kind of use those to kind of segue into the tracks to kind of tell a bit of a story before they come in and then obviously we've put a lyrics video on YouTube and that helps as well I was going to say do you use lyric videos rather than because yeah that would be a good way to get your message across I guess and them cheaper it's cheaper to produce than a a normal video as well and then the artwork as well so the artwork tells a a story in itself so we cover a lot of themes on the new album and a lot of those are kind of little easter eggs within the artwork as well and kind of an us versus them mentality of there's two sides we're sending a message to them are they listening or not I mean that that kind of provides the picture before you start listening to the music and I think that that really does set the table well from from um, well, Vicky Locke who did the artwork for the new EP and, and Chrysalis as well and I think that helps towards the themes of the, the album um, before you even hear a lyric so that'll, that definitely comes in 
for everybody listening, that bass has been heavily fucking dropped downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it's right it's in my arms. Well. I actually kind of want to go down and have a little Let's wrap this up and get back to the party. So, what comes next for Titans to Titans of Doom after your victorious EP launch? I think. I mean, look, we've we've already started writing the next one. I've been yeah, ball, yeah. I've been literally balls deep in like just writing bars. So um, yeah, I've got a couple of tracks on the go already. Yeah. I've got a lot, couple of yeah. beats knocking around. About three or four, probably about already. So yeah, we'll we'll probably be back in the studio in like January, February. I would have thought. Always writing. The next one, yeah. Yeah. Always writing. The world keeps pissing us off. So ultimately, <laughs> at the end of the day, the, there is so much gold to to we, take we from what we see. Written a track about Brexit yet. Yeah, I don't no, think so. No, no. no. Although, I imagine there's so many out there right now. Though. Although I did do us a solid and threw a verse up there, a little 16 uh, <laughs> on our Insta page. If you want to listen to it, I can't remember the beat, but he's done to something funky. But yeah, like it, it, that, that's going to be an interesting topic. Maybe we might do something uh, as a one-off. That'll be that'll be pretty good. Yeah, I think we're looking at more gigs as well, where we can kind of curate the, the lineup a little bit as well, and just kind of mix around with local talent that's that's in a similar kind of genre to us. I think that'll work well. To and I already has so mm. yeah I think we're uh, we're on on the right track at the moment yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting times for you guys yeah. I just want to say you've, I think you've done fantastic you've been together what a couple of two, two three years, years three, three, three years. years and it's like you know your first year is pretty much learning each other gelling together work, working out your, your strengths and weaknesses yeah. and that's just with a normal band with you, you you're not traditional you're not guitars bass guitar just normal instruments you're mixing but different genres, different styles, and I'd imagine, I'd imagine that's even harder. So to come where you've come in three years, I think you've got a decent future if you keep it up. Yeah, no? Yeah, cheers. I appreciate that. Thank you. And as, as a... Now, this is completely off the off the subject. I just thought I'd show you that. I'm a drummer, and I found this out today. Look at that. How retro is that? That is... The classic drum machine, yeah, that is. It looks like a fucking calculator. <laughs> it does, <laughs> it? Like it's bigger than a calculator. If, if he changes the other side of the picture, it's actually a shit. fucking hand. <laughs> <you're cracking> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, so, if our listeners want to find you, social media and all the rest of it, where, where's the best place to hook at, up with you guys? Titans of Doom on kind of all of them. Yeah, Titans of Doom. Cause we're quite lucky. It's uh, it's a name that hasn't been used by anyone else. We haven't had to put a one after it, something for Twitter <laughs> or anything like that. Just, like, just yeah, Titans of Doom into Google, and you'll get. Uh, they are on that corner of the internet yeah that's us and that's we haven't us. even had to pay for it because we're fucking brilliant <laughs> so yeah times you'll get the Instagram we're not Twitter we're probably most active on because it's a very hateful place and we're, we're very same. angry people so that's yeah, that's where we tend to, to yeah. Yeah, that's with hateful people with hateful people, people yeah, yeah it's a horrible, horrible Twitter there's a lot of racism on Twitter <laughs> you know it's like a sport sometimes <laughs> just reporting those fights but yeah yeah. that's where you can find us Titans are doing everywhere anyway yeah thanks very much for inviting us to the gig boys no hope it all goes down with uh, without a hitch or if the hitch happens it's very slight <laughs> and you can just brush in another carpet is that a, is that, is that a word a what? is that a term of phrase without a hitch yeah yeah, yeah. get out from under your rock fuck yeah, read a book Jesus <laughs> uh, right guys thank you very much for your time cheers. and uh, yeah good luck with everything on this in the future cheers guys Very, very great gig. Thanks, thanks for inviting us along, boys, and all the best with the uh, going forward to the band. Yeah, good work. Moving on, moving on to our first round. Then we'll, we'll, we'll no more news now. 
I don't think so. That's it then. Head to head. Okay, so our first round, where Wayne goes first again. I got it wrong last time. I'll go last. Why did you go last? Because I won. So the person who wins goes last and the person who never done been, that before. We've been doing it. No. no. Oh, it's sorry. Am I, am I losing? Oh, sorry. I'm losing the plot. Yeah. So I'm going first. Yes. Go first. We'll cut that out then. So who are you bringing, <clears> Wayne? I always go last for I am shit. <laughs> Not this week. You're going to win it this week, Neil. I'd be surprised if you don't, Neil. Uh, right. So I'm going first with my song, All I Know, by the band Jungtra. Enjoy. Does 
So that was Juncture with their song All I Know. Eagle-eared listeners to the podcast will know that Juncture uh, were a wildcard edition on uh, B-side from about four weeks ago. Oh yes, uh, I remember yeah. them. I was here. You were? They were also on my head-to-head list from way back when when they sent me the first email, which was probably last April or May, something like that. And I think these guys are great. So I decided to bring this one. This is their new single from this year. They, these guys, are, I think, they're, I believe they're from Stoke-on-Trent. They are Dan Gallagher, George Daly and Alex Bell. They formed in 2016. There's some great production on this song. That's, that's one of the things I absolutely think is stand out on this, considering you know that these guys are... A smaller band the, the production on this you know the, the, there's some absolutely fantastic guitar work that's really embedded in the song that i think when you catch it it, it really stands out it's fantastic i like that it's got them contemporary lyrics as well as being you know the single they've quite singable lyrics yeah absolutely love it rich mm, it's I, I do like this it was it it didn't wow me but i did like this it, it reminded me of like the 2000 around about the 2005 boy band you know when the that came back <laughs> it reminded me a bit of that also a bit moving five-ish yeah i could say that yeah mm. yeah good sound like i say good production mm. great musicians yeah i, I enjoyed it it's mm. good luke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know my take on juncture yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, so it, it it feels kind of like it feels like a lot of artists are getting really inspired by hip hop and R and B, and I can feel that with this track. It's quite it's got a pop sensibility, strong melodies, strong production. Yeah, the lyrics interesting. Yeah, towards the end, <laughs> I was slightly scared. Uh, towards the end, I was slightly scared by the lyric. It sounded like he was slightly stalking this poor lady, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, ta- talented, yeah, yeah. Thumbs up, Neil. I was definitely getting the stalkerish vibe from it. I, I thought that's <laughs> what they were trying to do. I thought they were. I thought they were telling the story of somebody who's a little bit deranged. Yeah, but I, but I enjoyed that because I like dark stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, no, 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 very very pleasant to listen to. Very gentle. I, I mean, I, that seriously, that's what I thought the song was about. Really, but the way it was, it was so sort of laid back. It was like one of those catches you off guard because the lyrics don't fit the music, but in a good way. That, that's what mm. I was getting from it. Uh, mm. Very um, interesting. Rich mentioned reform. Take that because I was definitely getting a bit of a Gary Barlow from the vocal, mm. but, but but with a bit more instrumentation, a bit less tax evasion. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I, mean, I remember Juncture, and uh, I very rarely do the B-sides, it's normally these two, and I happened to arrive early to record an A-side and caught, caught Juncture on the um, on the B-sides, and oh, I'm very impressed with them. Cool. Good band. Excellent. So you, 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 you were like, it, it sounds like you like the, the fact that it's sort of upbeat, feel-good, and then there's something about the lyric which is a bit dark. Yeah, there's a dark undercurrent, which like takes people by surprise, you know. Yeah, so it's, it makes it a bit makes it a bit more interesting. Makes it a bit more interesting. Sneaky yeah. hidden darkness. I'm finding that a lot with some submissions we get. It's like a really upbeat, like you know, da- you, you, I can dance to this, but then you listen to the lyrics and it's like, wow, that's really should I? It's mm. really dark shit going on there. Okay, so we'll move on to our next song. Our next song. I'm going to bring my next song. Go I'm going to bring Irma. Irma is a friend of the podcast. To those people who know the podcast, will know Irma. This is a new song of hers. So yeah, this is Ema with her song, Suit Yourself. If you don't love me like I love 
That was a lovely song. It's a bit different to what Ema usually does. I think. I think she's experimenting a bit. She's usually she produces her work a lot like yours, Luke. But she's thinking outside of the box. I think. And uh, this is. I like this. I like it a lot. But this is first generation for her. I think. So even though I like it, it is good. I think if she continues along this track, it'll just get better and better and better. Because it's her first, like, you know, time down this track. I like it. It's, um, you know, she's experimenting with beats and stuff. It's the production. I'm not sure if the production's as good as the stuff she's done in the past, but it, it is good. What do you think, Wayne? Yeah, I echo what you say, yeah. She doesn't... The one thing I will disagree with you is I don't think that she does pigeonhole herself. Even though her work is very similar, the songs she's brought to the podcast and the songs I've listened to, they are different in tone and different in production. You know, the, the first song she brought, which was really stripped back and used very little instrumentation, versus the song she brought to the podcast, which was the one she used for the film soundtrack which was it, it was it was more folksy than that one it was f- fuller and like you say now this one has gone down like an electronic route you know she's using drums uh, drum machines and drum sounds and 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 a bit of synth in there the, the thing that i picked up I, I, there's a great use of guitar with just down strums it's almost um glissando the way it's played uh and it's got this really delicate glassy feel to it um as always though great lyrics and great storytelling mm, yeah Neil? I, I really liked it. Ema's a bit of a friend of the podcast now. I've been on a few times. Neil, if one of us left, she'd take the speech. She, she take would the actually, seat, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's jumped in at the moment's notice when people haven't been able to make. Yeah, I, I love all of her work, really. And I, this, this took me by surprise because it sounded very different to the other stuff I've heard. It got a very 80s feel, which I thought was, was, was kind of like an early 80s feel, I thought. It, there were bits of it that put me in mind of a Bond soundtrack. It almost sounded like... Um, it almost sounded like a Roger Moore Bond theme in places. 
but you know, a really gentle, sort of understated. I got, I got the eighties bit, but I didn't get the Bond thing. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, you can imagine it being the uh, the theme to Octopussy or something like that. <laughs> That's what I was getting for me, but I, I, I loved it. I think she's um, where is she? She's from Cork. Yeah, I think yeah. So it's, it's, Don't yeah. you have uh, connections with Cork, Luke? My my dad's side are Irish, so my my parents live in Clare. So now then, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Cork. Yeah, I, but no. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of the song? I think she's talented. I think like it made me think a little bit of Portishead because it's got it has got hip hop influences that. Like you say, the sample beats and that kind of groove. And then she's just doing her poetry over it and felt honest. You know, it felt like she was saying that she's she's been open in her heart for love and just the other person is just not open, right? It's just suiting themselves. Felt believable. And, uh, sorry? It felt believable. Yeah, it felt like a true story. Yeah, um, yeah something sort of haunting about that. And I, I was feeling the way that it's a bit like an old folk song in that there's no chorus, really. It's just like a verse with suit yourself on the end. Am I right saying that? that? I didn't think about that, but now you mention it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, talented woman. You like it? Yeah, yeah, feeling it. Thanks for playing it to me. Cool. Right, then should we move on? Move swiftly on, then. Move swiftly on to Neil. So, um, speaking of of friends of the podcast, Neil. This this has been three sessions in in the making, really. Here is my song this week, which is Bethany Rose with The Return. Enjoy. Stretch out wide, I'm cut into 
So that was Bethany Rose with The Return. Now, regular listeners will, will notice that Bethany Rose was on our A-side 2, two podcasts ago. And she's been on the B-side. I, I've been trying to bring this song for a number of weeks. So I don't really pay attention to what guests we've got on. I, I did pay attention to this one this week, Luke. I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, normally I just sort of work week to week. I'll say to Rich maybe a few days before who we've got on tomorrow or whatever. So I picked this song because I liked it out of all the submissions. And Rich turned around and said, I don't think you can use that. Why not? Well, because she's the guest on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, you, you can't really use her song. Yeah. So, it's either going to go one or two ways. She's either going to she's either going to go, oh, yes, I'll, I will vote for myself, or maybe she'll be too humble to consider herself as, uh, you know, as uh, as being worthy of her vote. But uh, either way, it wouldn't have worked. So, I, uh, I put it on hold and thought I'll bring it the following week. And, of course, we uh, had the crazy idea of doing a Halloween special last week, which Wayne actually picked for me in the end. But yeah, so yeah, here it is. Finally, I've managed to bring the return. I absolutely love this song. I just, it's epic. It's sweeping. It's powerful. The vocal, I mean, the, the, the way, you know, it starts off gentle and so much build up to the point where she's absolutely belting out the lyrics towards the end. Just a beautiful, beautiful song. Now, what did you think, Luke? Bethany's an amazing singer. Like, I, I, I love the old, um, the little trills in the verses, you know, the, this like the, you know, like the, the runs. Like the runs that she, well, they're kind of little mini runs, aren't they? Like a grace note. And I, yeah. And then when she goes up at the end, even more amazing, like her high range. So like amazing singer. And it's, it's, it's beautiful how much she's put into that like arrangement and recording. That's, that's some, that's some work right there. And yeah, solid, solid. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear what, what else she does. Yeah. Yeah. You could, yeah. We'll put all her stuff in the show notes. You can check her stuff out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I. As everybody knows, like Beth Newells, I think she's fantastic. This is a powerful piece, such a powerful piece. Vocals, brilliant. This is what I've got. I've got vocals, brilliant. Songwriting, you know, the, the song itself, the lyrics, brilliant. A what did you like about the lyrics? Um, don't ask me questions like that because I can't think now. <laughs> I, I just seemed to work at the time. And I was listening, yeah, but the, it's put me on the spot now. <laughs> well, it's like, she's, yeah, it's poetic, right? There's some, there's some beautiful images and beautiful use of language, yeah. But it's hard, yeah. it's hard to put a finger on it sometimes. It's like it? what you said earlier as well, about music being believable. And uh, yeah. I've got here the, a portrayal and transfer of emotion within the song through the, you know, because of the lyrics and what she's saying and the way she's putting it across makes it believable. I believe what she's singing. You know? Yeah, yeah, from the heart, yeah. Wayne? Well, let's just start with Bethany's great. You know, she's a friend of the show and she is bona fide talent. And oh, she needs I didn't to... realise she was a friend of the show when I picked this. No, you, know, you didn't know. Um... <laughs> This girl needs to be picked up. This this girl needs a record contract. This this you know she's not only talented, she's nice. We you know we we spent time with that. She's she's brilliant. This song is all about the build. Yeah. You know it's it's it starts soft and gentle and keeps going and going and adds more and brings more in. You know I, I mentioned when we spoke about Ema about this, this, the guitar sound in Glissando. This is Glissando. You know it's, it's a two note back and forth with that lovely little folk fill in there and it just builds that. You know it's minimal instrumentation and then you bring in that, that brilliant. I think mean, I said. It must be a viola or a cello. You know, sounds like a violin, to be honest, mate. Is it? Yeah. Sorry, viola, violin. Same, yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. You said about the build-up. It's one of them without an actual chorus. Again, is it? This reminds me of City that we did with the ISG. Mm. It starts off from the bottom, and when it gets to the top, it's just massive. It's 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 a journey rather than 
you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You, you go on a journey through the song and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. What else can you say about it? Mm. If you want to know more about Bethany, go back to episode 18. Yeah, so that's it then. Yeah. Mm. We move on. No, it's all, it's oh, all well, we have to have a verdict, don't we? Yes. I don't think, I don't, I don't think mm. we need to ask, really. I think we know who's mm. won. Well, you never know. It's we, not a competition, though. It's not a competition. We never know. So, uh, Luke, which, which was your preferred song of the three? Um, okay, with the three songs you sent, I would say that my favourite or my preferred choice, I've got to go with Bethany because it's just so, it's fresh in it's your so head, high quality. Well. It's so high quality. <laughs> It it's just like, it's, it's pow, pow. But, you know, Ema was close. It was close there. I recommend you listen to some of her other stuff as well. I think you'd really engage with it because it's similar to your kind of music. Mm, well, I think. Nice, I will. I will. Congratulations to Neil. Yeah. Catching up. It's number four. It's number Go on, Neil. So, <laughs> after that... I, just, just before... I just want to say that all three of the songs this week are friends of the podcast. Yes, they've they been are. here at some point. And they're so. all really good. They are, yeah. Yeah. So, moving, so on. moving on, we move on to the next section. The next section is Hidden Masterpiece. And the Hidden Masterpiece this week has been brought by Luke Concannon. And what is your song choice? Well, thank you, Richie. My, <laughs> my song choice is a guy who just changed my life. I was studying down in Brighton and uh, I was 19 and I grew up in a family with lots of folk music. My dad's an Irish bagpiper and my mum dances Irish. I'd always heard about this guy, Rory McLeod, from the folk scene. He's a bit of an underground folk legend. And so I went and saw him for the first time, age 19, and he, he played for four and a half hours. Wow. He broke a string and when he broke a string, he just sang a lullaby whilst he replaced the string. And it was consummately musical, like he's a multi-instrumentalist, really funky. He's a bit like Bobby McFerrin, you know, he, he sort of sings and is like a one-man band. And really political, spiritual, sensual, poetic. Anyway, I was just sat there like, wow, I'd love to do this. And that's why I think I do what I do. So this is a song from, I think the album was released in 97 uh the album's called lullabies for big babies and it's a song called be my rambling woman i'm pretty sure as with a lot of his songs he plays every instrument on the song and enjoy yeah we can't actually play it we i couldn't get permitted I, i'm gonna tell you something now. because you surprised wayne for us mm-hmm. i was gonna surprise you that was my intention i was gonna get rory mcleod is he i emailed yeah. him and i hoped at this point of the show i was gonna I was hoping that he was going to join in on the show, say hello. I know you've played with him in the past, but unfortunately his email address didn't work, so <laughs> I couldn't get him. But yeah, so I've got I haven't got permission to play his music, but you can well you can check out his music in the links that we'll leave in the show notes. And we'll also li- leave links to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge and forgotten classics. We'll leave links to all the songs. Yeah. So yeah, but this song I, I was absolutely blown away by, him. and then I, I looked him up and. What what a guy! He's like the, he's like the I've got. He's a bit like the Kerouac of music. Yeah. You don't ju- you don't just follow his music. You follow his journey. And I think I saw that somewhere on his website. And yeah. He's, you know, and his ethos, his whole ethos. It's like he do, he's one of the few, one of those people that doesn't do it for the music, for the money. He does it because of the love of music. You know, he, he stated that uh, he'd rather he'd rather go out into the street and busk than do a gig because what's the point in spending all that time trying to organise a gig when he can just go out into the street and you know. 
you've got an instant crowd and I think yeah. it's a, fa- a fantastic way to be you know he just loves the music and I, another quote on his website that I found is put it takes 10 to 15 years to become an overnight success <laughs> I thought that was brilliant yeah, yeah. Such, a, such an interesting guy yeah yeah and it's it's interesting for me to see that you know there are lots of people who don't fit into the the, the marketplace of you know uh, promote yourself harder than everybody else and like uh thrust yourself forward and compete you know um there's there's quite a lot of us who don't fit in well with that and there's some people who've made the most incredible art you know i think it's interesting that you know we love art and we love the beauty and the inspiration and the insight and the humanizing effect it can have sometimes in fact often like mainstream capitalism and humanizing art don't go together do you know what i mean it's like it's like not necessarily the thing that is pumped like you know right down all of our throats is the most deep or beautiful work so and you know some people who are at the edge like rory often make the stuff that really serves humanity and serves nature not not uh the god of wealth and power you know so fair play to all the people who who are doing that and but it's amazing when you get people who do both like you know i think someone like um bob marley managed to do both right yeah definitely like managed to have a massive impact and managed to really be on a mission from the goddess on a mission like to serve life yeah anyway okay <laughs> end of sermon from luke <laughs> So Neil, what did you think of this? Oh, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was um, it was quirky. It was folky. It was um, just a beautiful song. There was one bit that did jumped out to to me for all the wrong reasons. You know, when you you sort of mishear song lyrics, and I, I, I've no idea what he was actually singing at this point, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't what I heard. There was a whole section where he was asking the woman in the song, his, his rambling woman, if she was from Widney Manor. <laughs> Because there's a bit where he goes, you're from Whitney Manor, you're from Whitney, Whitney, you're from Whitney Manor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, once you come home with me, when I, once you come home ah, with me. Ah, right. I thought, I, I thought you were saying, are you from Whitney Manor? No, I got like, <laughs> which really? is a, Which is a little town from Solihull, near, near, near Solihull. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I loved it. I, I, loved, did, loved I didn't mishear that part. <laughs> <laughs> ah. You know the bit I was talking about, then? Yeah, Actually, why don't you that, come home with me when I go? Do you know what that reminded me of, that bit? Chaz and Dave. Yeah, yeah, he's really quite... He's like a really cool Chaz and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Chaz, because I think Dave's dead, isn't he? All the way around. Yeah, oh, I thought I thought it was, where are you from, Whitney Manor? <laughs> yeah. Where are you like, from? Where are you from? <laughs> where, where are you from? Whitney Manor, really? <laughs> that, I think that could work. <laughs> You'll never be able to hear that properly now. Whitney Manor? Yeah, if, if the listeners... If, if the listeners want to know what on earth we're going on about, yeah, it's it's Be My Rambling Woman by Rory McLeod, and you can you can find it on YouTube or on his website. Go and download it from his website. Definitely go and check him out. He's a fantastic artist. Definitely. I'd never heard of him, so I'm glad that you introduced me to him. And consummate live performer, I tell you, go and see a live show, and his stories are unreal, you know. Yeah. Cool. We'll t- you know what? If we can get him on the show, we will. <laughs> What, what are your thoughts, Wayne? It's a very strange mix for me, this song. It's got, like, reggae elements in there, as well as it being folk and indie. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I need to check out more of your stuff, to be honest. It's, you know, I, I didn't sit long with this song, uh, so I didn't really absorb as much as I should have. But, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good song. And he seems like an interesting guy from what you guys are saying. So yeah. I will check out more. I think it, his, his life would make it an interesting documentary. So, so on to the all, all, yeah. on to the all-important verdict. Is it a hidden masterpiece? I don't think he's famous enough to be a hidden masterpiece. 
It's a masterpiece. I think if we're if you're taking it at face value as a hidden masterpiece, it is one hundred percent a hidden masterpiece. In the way we run the hidden masterpiece, it's not. No. You know, it's a masterpiece. But it is a masterpiece, yeah, but it's not hidden because it was never. You know, out in the consciousness to really be, be, lo- yeah. be lost. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a masterpiece, but I don't think he was famous famous enough to be his hidden. Ma- but the thing is, with the kind of person he is, I don't think he cares, or I don't think he'd want to be. So, no. <laughs> so fair play. Wait, to wait, 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 wait. Okay, here's one for you. So say we were say we were doing art podcast in the 1890s, and we were, and I was talking about how I was blown away by this painter called Van Gogh, and you were like, who the feck? is that (laughs) I was like like, wow wait wait right he's not actually sold any paintings and he just killed himself because he was so miserable like but but this is a masterpiece and you were like but he's not famous enough so it's not a hidden masterpiece you'd be wrong (laughs) I can't argue with that that at all You've got to say it, Luke. <laughs> you found the, the biggest hole. Okay, so, so this goes into the Hidden Masterpiece Hall of Fame by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. And we will try and get hold of him. Good on you. Yeah. Okay, so we move on to the next section. Forgotten Classic. As stated before, the Forgotten Classic is a banger from back in the day that has probably been forgotten for whatever reason, that it, and it shouldn't have been, but it has. You don't hear it on the radio anymore. Like, uh, I always say, Baz Lernham and Sunscreen. You don't hear it very often. It's a forgotten classic. And Luke has brought a forgotten classic for us. What is your forgotten classic? Oh, my folks used to... They were mods, and they would go to, <laughs> they would go to nightclubs, and the only stuff my dad would dance to... Uh, was James Brown and um, dad had this particular record and I used to play it when I was a teenager and I still think that this particular take as well is the most like powerful kapow like shotgun of music blasting you against the wall that maybe I've ever heard I I think James Brown can just make Almost every other band leader seem like that they're, they're not committed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to say about this one because uh, based on your submission, I decided to check him up, and the bloke was so dark and so sordid. His, his past was so sordid. I'd, I'd, it completely put me off him a bit. And then when I listened to his music, I, I thought I love the music, and it'd be really good if he wasn't in it. <laughs> The music was fantastic. I just th- I just felt like he just kept shouting over the top of some really good music. And mm. I-, I struggle with James. I'm not going to lie. I struggle with James Brown. But the the style of music that backed him up, I loved it. The swing, you know, that that kind of jazz, I, I loved it. I just think he ruined it. Pers- that's just you know, music subjective. And I I feel I- it didn't work for me. Yeah, it, was, it sounds like it was a bit shouty for you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, but the music, the accompanying music was beautiful. I loved it. I love jazz. See, I'm a jazz fan, and I love swing. And yeah, it, it, that that definitely worked for me. Wait, no. um, right. So the minute this starts, you know, it's James Brown. The way he's recorded, the way the way the horns come in, you know, that whole feel. It's James Brown. Uh, I've got a few uh, hundred million facts for you. James Joseph Brown, full name. Uh, this is Cold Sweat is the name of the song from 1972's Get on the Good Foot album. He gets 3.2 million plays a month. He's he had a 
career that spanned five decades. He is often described as the godfather of soul. He began his career as a gospel singer. He joined a band called the Gospel Starlighters, which evolved into the Famous Flames, which he became the lead singer of. Get on the Good Foot was his first gold record. The interesting thing about this is his record company didn't release the sales from his previous albums. So this is his first recorded gold album, uh, but he could have, or first, yeah, first recorded gold album, but he could have been the six or seven he made before that. that. That was his first gold, but nobody kept any records of it. Obviously famous for songs like Papa's Got a Brand New Bag I've Got You I Feel Good and uh, It's a Man's 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 World he recorded 17 songs that reached number one in the Billboard chart and he also holds the record for most singles on the Billboard chart in America that never reached number one this one did reach number one in the R&B chart and it, in, and it was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, like I say this is you know the minute it starts you know it's James Brown I know you're saying about the shouty shouty I, I actually think it works for the type of music you know he was blending so many stuff so many different genres together you got soul. He basically is the godfather of funk. He's bringing some screaming Jay Hawkins in there as well as well as trying to compete with rock and roll. And you know the period he's he's going from t- and to. This guy's an icon. You know he's a legend. He's also a woman beater and he's involved in shootings and robberies and went to prison several times. And I just Neil. No worse than most people. Shoot, 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 shoot. I I I hate uh, funk and soul and all that kind of stuff. It for me it sort of ranks. Just above jazz on my um, sort of uh, <laughs> sort of preferred uh, musical genres, but having said that, I fucking love James Brown. <laughs> what what is there not to love? <laughs> uh, there's just something about he's, he, I, I love it. I get what you mean. What you say about the shouty shouty stuff, Rich? But I, I love his voice. It's I just, just think of American preachers when I hear him. Yeah, it's just so powerful. It slams you against the wall and well, forces you, you to pay attention. Have you seen him? play the the preacher in the blues brothers no that's what he does he plays the the gospel preacher you know so i mean if if anything he's possibly one of those artists and there's a few of them who are guilty of only ever writing one song and he was amazing (laughs) but but uh, but but, you know what's not to love that's my take is it a forgotten classic now definitely so he, he he did go through he went through different phases right like when he was in his early life it was sort of he was coming out of the r&b and gospel scene that was around so songs like please please don't go please please don't go darling please don't go it's like very very r&b but then he uh as a band leader just took he wanted to make a really African sound. And so he, he, he started working with rhythms and would get the horns and the guitars and the vocalists to be more like drummers, which is why you get this incredibly rich rhythmic mix, which then created hip hop, which took over the world. And so I, I think in one way, yeah, like he, do, he, he you could accuse him of like, hey, you just do one thing. But I think over his different periods, he did different things. Like a man's world yeah. is very, very different to soul power. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, and I just want to, I, I just want to talk about this thing, Richie. Fair play to you for looking at uh, the character of the man and being like, no, I don't. I just my values just don't vibe with that. I, do, I, I I'm not. I'm not making that influence my taste in his his music. I mean, if he did good music, I would still say he did good music. But he he was a bad person. <laughs> when when researching James Brown, and I've searched many different websites because it's James Brown, so you can find different. I'm trying to find you know lots about him, including a top fifty James Brown facts. Not once was this mentioned. You brought up really <laughs> nothing. Well, no. he, he, what, he, he, yeah. this fact that he did get no, to prison. Um, this fact that they're, they're obviously they're. they're 
like like with Michael Jackson, if I did it with Michael Jackson, it'd be glossed over all all the bad yeah. stuff, you know. So yeah. I'm not saying it's bad music because it's not. It's just not to my taste. Well, Neil's yeah, already yeah. voted. Yeah, I, I say it's a forgotten yeah, classic. I agree, forgotten classic. If I'm going by the genuine consensus, then yeah, I'd have to agree it is a forgotten classic. So, well, yeah. well done, Luke. Two for two. Woo! Genuine, gen, genuine. <laughs> and and just one one other thing is coming up for me, which is that you know often looking at a really gifted artist well there's a real mix but they're often like there's been some crazy people like miles davis made incredible music from where i stand and like transformed the world and yeah he was a pretty mean guy and yeah he told um, oh what was his name the brilliant uh, he he told Thelonious Monk that he was not a musician (laughs) yeah yeah and he did a lot worse I think but uh, what what comes up for me is that um like like suffering is one type of raw material for art or like diverse life experience is one type of raw material and also like you know we can't we African black people all around the world and in America have got have suffered ridiculous amounts and have got huge amounts of trauma and that leads to loads that leads to some dysfunction sometimes you know and it's like you know like if people have had violence done to them then often they'll like domestic violence becomes a thing like in post-colonial communities anyway and uh, and that doesn't excuse anybody's actions but it does help understand understand what's going on with people yeah no I, you're absolutely right but i know what you're saying and i'm not like i say I, i'm not letting james brown's character influence my thought on his art or his work i just that style of Work doesn't work for me personally, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I know yeah. what I'm saying you're absolutely right. With with two and a half, we shall call it the two and a half folks. <laughs> James Brown's Cold Sweat is a forgotten classic. It is, yeah. Luke, what we're going to do is because obviously you're you're you have a time constraint. We're going to skip the next round if that, if you if you want, and we'll just go straight onto the artist spotlight. We, we don't want to rush the section, really. That's um, that's all about, that's about you. you, really. So, uh, oh, thank you. Is that, yeah. Okay, then so we'll do that then. Okay, so we're going to move straight on swiftly onto the artist spotlight. This is all about you, Luke. We're going to ask you questions. We're going to put you on the spot. So. Oh my god. So, so Luke, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> <laughs> since when? Since uh, since you I don't know since you disappeared you you disappeared. Put it like this: I'm disappointed that you didn't bring the JCB song as your forgotten classic, <laughs> because it would have been once. <laughs> we love that song. Everybody loves that song. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. So, where have I been? So, you know, Nils Lopi, who released the JCB song, we were on our own record label, so it was just family and friends, volunteers, all run from like a room in my family's house. So. It was kind of a miracle that JCB was as big a success as it was when we were competing with massive record labels and massive budgets. Miracles do happen. But before that song and after that song, you know, we were playing... Before it, we were playing to, like, 200 people a night. And then, like, you know, two years after it, we were playing to, like, 500 people a night. So we were an underground act that had one big hit, a folk act, folk hip-hop act, independent. And, you know, we released three records. And as you know... Like, well, you know, Ed Sheeran says, like, we were his biggest influence and he chose a song we wrote for his Desert Island Discs, like his number one Desert Island Disc, a song off our Make It Happen album. And then we basically just, like, burn out. We've been going 
hard gigging and running a label relentlessly for about 10 years. So yeah, we just really burnt out and it was kind of an end. It was a bit of a break, a bit of a breakup. So I hitchhiked from England to Palestine and I volunteered in Palestine. And I wrote a record called Make It Happen and I put that out myself and toured that. And I'm super proud of that record. And then uh, I fell in love with an American, (laughs) moved to America I put out an EP called In the Sea, super proud of it. A single called Join the Liberation. That actually did get some national airplay uh, in the UK. And I'm about to finish a new record and put it out everywhere. There you go. That's where I've been. Excellent. <laughs> so, quite a journey then. Yeah, quite a journey. Thank you. Sorry. I, I, I'm just keeping going off on monologues. Sorry, guys. No, 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 no it's it. good. That's why yeah. we wanted you on here. <laughs> so, wow. So, what's next? For, obviously, you've got this, this record record and you're in america are you still doing tours you're still doing gigs yeah so i I've, I've toured you know under my own name for like the last 10 years luke gone cannon and so I, I did a tour of the uk like for five weeks this past summer i actually played in the black country so next time next time you all have got to come definitely i'd love to yeah i'd love to play on the show live maybe where did you play in the black country played in god i'm really tired today what was the name of that <laughs> venue was it in birmingham no that's not the black country <laughs> yeah i was gonna say birmingham ain't the black country yeah but everybody <laughs> thinks it is usually where was the town where uh everyone used to go at, like in the black country for their Dudley. for their holidays in the Victorian wow. Stourport it's just down the road Bridge North <laughs> it's not Kidderminster either where is it God <laughs> I tell you Beaudley Beaudley kid yeah there you go it was Beaudley oh, oh you win town. you win the prize yeah so lovely <laughs> so so yeah so what's next um yeah, just finishing this record. Um, you know, I um, I'm co- I coach artists, so um, like I coach artists via Skype and help them like get a sense of where they really want to go and help them on their way with it. And I host songwriting workshops, but. Yeah, I'm finishing this new record and then I'll just uh, book a tour in for UK, Ireland and the East Coast of America and get it out there. Well, make sure you invite us to that. I'd love to come. I'd love to, guys. I'd love to invite you. Yeah. Excellent. A quick one, Luke. Uh, Where can people find you for this, um, for the artist uh, coaching? Thanks. Yeah, thanks. So on my website, lukeconcannon.com, I'm sure you'll put a link (laughs) in the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, on the hunting page there, there's a... There's a link and uh, it it shows you what I've been doing and then it uh, gives you an email uh, to connect connect with me and and we can figure it out. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what would you say has been your greatest accolade so far? Greatest accolade? Well... Not going on Richard and Judy. I mean, Twice. I mean, yeah, it's pretty amazing that Ed. When when I, I wrote a song with Ed Sheeran when he was here a couple of years ago, and um, yeah, after the gig, he said uh, he said he's got three main influences that he looks to for his music, and that's Van Morrison, Damien Rice, and uh, and me. So that was pretty amazing, and obviously like Ms. Loppy and me. Yeah, so that's probably it's amazing that. You know, we were just we were just a little folk duo who thought we would be an underground act trying to make excellent, relevant work. And it's mad that ten years later that, that sound, you know, the beatboxing, the hip hop mixed with folk and soul is like the most successful live act in the world. Yeah. It's mad. It it is, yeah. You were you were ahead of your time, I think. 
You were the progenitor of it. That's what you were. Yeah. We were the leaders Any, of the new any, school. <laughs> anybody, anybody worth their salt in the music industry knows who Luke Concannon is. They, they do. They, they, they just do. This song that you're bringing, the uh, what song are we playing? So don't look at me. I don't know Luke was going to be on the is show. It, <laughs> is it the, it's the song you just mentioned, isn't it? The uh, Join the Liberation. Join the Liberation. That's the last single I put out, yeah. We have permission to play that. But... <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Uh, what's the story behind that song? Because it's very John Lennon-esque. Oh, people have said that. Nice. Uh, that's good. So it... it this song, you know, one of my mentors is this uh, amazing Scots activist called Alastair McIntosh. He was on an Nisloppy track called Homage to Young Men. He's a very deep, soulful man. And he said to me, like, you need to feel with your music that you're going deeper and deeper into service. And just ask who you serve and what do you want to give them. So this song is just trying to put myself in the shoes of some of the poorest people in the world and wondering, like, what, what do folk in Somalia or in Syria or in in you know Eritrea what do they what are they feeling what are they thinking and just trying to have a bit of empathy and solidarity and I was thinking they would be feeling like stop with the bombing <laughs> sorry I shouldn't laugh <laughs> but like stop the like and join the liberation like we're, we're we're all in this together and human beings have the same basic needs and um you know, it was, it was amazing. You know, it's amazing to me to see people uh, all around the world for the climate strikes um, and for Stop the War movements. And so uh, this is for like the global justice movement, I guess it was called in the 90s and whatever you want to call it today. Cool. It's a, it's a strong message. It's quite a, it's, 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 I think it's a, a message that's quite prevalent today, especially with what's her name, who's just given that big speech at the Greta. Uh, Greta. You know, it echoes a lot of what she uh, she you said in that that message we've both got special needs I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really quite dyslexic uh, so I, uh, I, I hope and uh, that maybe there's you know I, I say that half jokingly but maybe sometimes people who have a slightly different uh, learning style it's just like sometimes maybe we can say things in a different way or in a I don't know in a quite like black and white clear way people have missed I don't know whether it's some, what people have missed but it, it, it's maybe like it's maybe just like people going saying what we all feel maybe deep down I don't know is that true I think I know what you're saying so I mean yeah so so um what else comes up for you here in the song I think it's it, it's not really it's not really one of those songs with a hidden message it's it's straight to the point isn't it you know you got you've got a message and you want to put it out there you don't want anything hidden a lot of people, you know, like especially like when you look at the Beatles, like them saying one thing, but really, I'm saying actually we're fucked on LSD. This <laughs> this song, <laughs> this song is just what it is. It's, it's what it is, the, yeah. the, you know, it's not trying to be something else. Yeah, which is good, you know. That's my wife singing need the harmonies. More of that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, that, that's my wife singing the harmonies, and then my pal Mike is playing the bass and the tambour on it. Yeah. Cool. Anything to add, guys? I'd, I'd love to add, but I, I didn't listen to the songs. I didn't know Luke was coming on the show. So oh, this surely is a... you've heard it already. I don't think I have. We shall go away and check it out. Yes. They, they, oh, they, I, love, they, uh, I love it. The lads, the lads sprung, uh, sprung yourself on me tonight. Uh, I was expecting a completely different guest. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's been nothing but a pleasure to have you on the show. Yes, th- thank oh, you very much for joining us, Luke. It's been, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be You've been a great guest. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, you're really good fun too. It's good to hang out with you. And yeah, it it was really sweet. Like Rich was like, "Hey, I want to surprise Wayne." So I think they love you, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs>
and then was through. It is, it is a massive surprise. I, I've, I've got to say before I go, uh, well, I've got you. Yeah. JCB is a very personal song to me, and uh, it's, it's brilliant. I, I can't go any further than that. I think it's personal to me. It's become personal to me. When when you first hear it, you think oh, this is a kid song. But now I've got a kid of my own, and I listen to the song. I want to be that father. I want to be. I want. I want my my child, my my boy to look at me the way you looked at your father, and it's so inspirational. And it's you know, it, yeah. That resonates with me, particularly as I've got a son called Luke as well. As I say, it's a great name. Wow! Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if if I thought I wouldn't cry, I would tell the entire story, but I I, I wouldn't be able to make it through. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, next time you're in the area, please. Give us a shout and we'll come and see you. Absolutely. And Wade will tell you the full story. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. And yeah, I'll 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 uh I'll make a note to tell you when I'm touring and just And if you ever do one of those things where you're out in the countryside, I'll bring Mokahon with me and I'll join in. Thanks, thanks. Brilliant. <laughs> Let's have a session. Yeah. And yeah, fair play to you guys. It's a good fun show and it's good that you're shining a light on on the new stuff coming through. Yeah. So enjoy it and and I hope I see you in person. Thanks for letting me rant. Thanks for letting me rant, guys. That was good. (laughs) You can come back anytime. The pleasure is all ours. Oh, thanks, brothers. Well, have have a good one. Let's stay warm. Yes. Hang on before you run off. Uh, so we're running up to the end of the show. We, we need, need, a, we need a, an intense hardcore genre challenge. Yeah. Do you want to pick a genre no, no, we'll for just, we'll us? Just, we'll just roll this one over. Okay. We, have, we haven't done it. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> <fair> <laughs> um, we're running up to the end of the show then. I just want to say a massive thanks uh, to Luke Concannon uh, to coming on the show and surprising me. Uh, yeah. I was, I've been close to tears a couple of times. You didn't make me cry though. <laughs> we'll have to, work on, it. We'll have to work on it. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys. And um, yeah, shine on, keep doing your thing. Who's the guest on the next show, Rich? The guest on the next show is Koshin. Kosh- oh, well, only Koshin. Only Koshin. Um, the, yeah, yeah Koshin. So Luke, Luke to Koshin. We're going up in the world, it's, it's mental. Yeah, we're, we're about lesser known <laughs> music and lesser known artists and we're bringing famous people. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> um, so they'll be bringing their hidden masterpiece and their forgotten classic and artist spotlight. Uh, Neil won this week. Congratulations, Neil! The scores are now ten to me, six to Rich, and four to Neil. Sounds uh, about right. I'd lost count of how many you were on, but yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, um, and the intense hardcore genre musical challenge will be rolled over grunge again, which will be grunge, which was Bethany's from three episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you can check us out on all the social medias and pretty much the first five pages of Google we have to type type into there is you haven't heard this music podcast. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Deezer, all, all of them. They're all, we're on all of them. Yeah. Uh, so all that's really left to say is I've been Wayne. I've been Rich. Neil. And he's been Luke. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
better We know we could love more We know we could care for the hungry We know we could hear the voice to say stop bombing us stop starving us stop robbing join the liberation 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 stop bombing us stop starving us stop robbing join the liberation there is an election now that calls us to wake up We can choose kindness and dignity or the same old insanity No hearts are broken in Manchester, broken in Baghdad, broken in London, broken people going mad, broken in Libya, broken in Belfast. What is it that helps us come together and hold fast? You're all one nation, really What is it that makes us dearly? Love the enemy, love the friend Come back to us whole again and say Stop bombing us, stop stabbing us Stop killing, join the liberation Liberation, liberation Stop bombing us, stop stabbing us Stop killing, join the liberation Sent me the wrong song. No shit. <laughs> oh, what have you fucking done? What have I done now? What song have I sent you? Uh, well, mind, mind rotter's song, pissed. Mind rotter. Have what I sent that? Sent him pissed from um, that that is definitely not that. That, that was my <laughs> a few weeks ago, and that is not. <laughs> that, was, that was a song from Bethany Rose. Yeah, no, sorry. I'll, I don't know what happened there. Do you proofread your emails? Should you play it down the mic to him? Yeah. So sorry. Or, or, sh- or shall I just listen to it on my YouTube? Maybe the sound quality will be better. Yeah. Or yeah. Want, let's yeah. play it on the track. We can all listen to it. Whatever you want. Whatever you, you do, want. You do, you do that so you can hear it properly. 
Okay, so just put it into YouTube, yeah? Yeah, yeah Bethany, Bethany Rose. Uh, it's Bethany. Bethany. B-E-T-H-N-I-E. Not Bethany. Bethany. B-E-T-H-N-I-E. Yeah, the return by Bethany Rose for Tiny Desk Concert 2019. Yeah. Yeah. That's a live version, or there seems to be like an album version too. Yeah, it's the album version, I would have said to you. What's the song so the best the I've got. <laughs> okay, I've got it. I'm listening. I'm listening. Uh, and you'll see what I mean by being a very different song to mind rot. Yeah. It's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter. The days are getting longer. And your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select, plus mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.